Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. About different Bible apps and and things like that and, and said... You know what would you recommend basically so Lynn I hope that was helpful and it maybe Scott was able to help you find that if not Lynn let me know but uh, the one I recommend is if, if like on an app iPhone you go to this app store I would assume it's the same on uh, Google Play mm-hmm. if you go and type in Bible and then I put Life Church because mm. I like Life Church's Bible app. Is it the U version? Yeah. Okay. But but for some reason, when you see it on the phone, it just says Bible, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's Life Church. It might say U version, U being Y O U version. Uh, but there are devotions connected with that. There's all kinds of different translations of the Bible, some of which are audio recorded as well, so you can listen. Uh, if reading isn't necessarily your strength. And I see Lynn, good Lynn, I'm glad it was helpful. Yeah. I use that that same Bible app too, and um, I have it set up on my phone as a, a widget, which we don't have to get into all that, but it's a prompt there, and it pops up, and I can click it, and it walks me through like the Bible verse of the day, and there's like a person that's like been recorded and kind of talks about it, Great. and then like there's questions that kind of prompt you to help you think deeper on it, and I mean, it takes like less than five minutes yep. and it's the easiest and best way that I have found to really have the time to make that quick connection first thing in the morning um, without putting too much pressure on myself of like, I got to get my Bible out and this book and I have to have this quiet place. It's like I could just sit and do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I think, you know, what what I was trying to say was don't put so much pressure on yourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, God's Word today can be accessed on your phone and a lot of these resources, and it's just as valid as opening up a physical book. Now, there's nothing wrong with obviously opening up the physical book. Of either, course, yeah. But it's like, it, it isn't, the Bible police aren't going to come and arrest you. <laughs> it only counts it, if it's a real yeah. Bible that you've opened. That's right. But we're we're in this series called Drought Busters. Yeah. Who are you going to call who upon? Who are you going to call upon? And, and the reason for the who are you going to call upon? Because the Ghostbusters film years ago, it was who are you going to call? Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Well, we think you call someone else now. So the drought being the drought of our soul, or the mm-hmm. drought that can happen in our soul or in our spirit. And last week, Pastor Don preached about the drought bust or the drought maker being selfishness. Mm-hmm. And the drought buster would be uh, generosity, thankfulness, right? Yeah, gratitude. Gratitude, mm-hmm. attitude of gratitude. Well, the drought maker this week then was either isolation or loneliness. Now, Pastor Jason spoke a little bit more about isolation, mm-hmm. as, as I, and, and not that he did a bad job. But as I thought about it, I took a little different twist and said, I want to go specifically at loneliness, mm-hmm. and I know you. Tommy's going to share some things about what Pastor Jason said because they obviously they fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I came to realize as I was prepping and thinking about it that you can be lonely uh, without being isolated. Now, you can isolate yourself and end up lonely. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what I heard he mentioned. Um, but a lot of people can be lonely in a crowd, lonely in a church, lonely in a work environment, lonely in a relationship, in a marriage. And so either way, isolation or loneliness can also then be something that really kind of just sucks the spirit out of us, dries up our soul. But obviously, um, God's word shows us, Christian teaching shows us that there is a remedy for Mm -hmm. that too. There's a drought buster. Now, before, I want to just share a little bit more than I could last Sunday. Uh, This was a study I found that was um, done by the Cigna Health Services Company. Uh, It's a large corporation. And the title was The Loneliness Epidemic Persists, a post-pandemic look at the state of loneliness among U.S. adults. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, I'll just throw a few things out there. America was facing mental health challenges prior to the COVID-19 pandemic that were fueled in part by an epidemic of loneliness that continues today. Mm -hmm. Our published studies show that loneliness impacts many people of all ages and all demographic groups across the country and is particular problematic among workers. Interesting. So they're going to work, but you're lonely there. Now, according to new confirmatory data from the Morning Consult, commissioned by Cigna, more than half of U.S. adults, 58%, are considered lonely. And then they go on to say that uh, some of the findings indicate that um, people from underrepresented racial groups are more likely to be lonely. Uh, 75% of Hispanic adults and 68% of Black Black African American adults are classified as lonely. Mm. Uh, People with lower incomes Mm -hmm. are lonelier than those with higher incomes. Young adults, I found this, people like you, young adults, as opposed to people like me, older adults, or says what? Oh, seniors. Seniors. That's me. Young adults are twice as likely to be lonely than seniors. That kind of blew me away. More than twice as many younger adults as older adults experience feeling left out. Mm. Men and women have roughly the same likelihood of um, loneliness. Parents and guardians are more likely to be lonely than non-parents. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You said something about that. Because I said, Tommy, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... Uh, if appropriate, think of a time where maybe you felt lonely, and what did you tell me? Well, I came back and I said, you know, I I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for. I said, because it's not a time when I've been alone, but I think this stage of parenting with young children that keep you very busy um, is probably leads to a lot more feelings of loneliness than I probably have ever had in my life, to be honest. And that's supported by this study. I didn't... I had looked at this, but it didn't hit till you said that. Um, let, let me just read that because it's, it's very interesting. During the pandemic, KFF health tracking polls found that adults in households with children were more likely to report negative mental health impacts than adults in ho- households without children. Mm. Uh, and then in general, mothers were more likely than fathers to experience mental health issues. And then about 65% of parents and guardians are classified as lonely. 
a 10% gap compared to non-parents and a strong sense of being felt out. Uh, family connections impact feelings of loneliness. Um, physical and mental health issues. For example, um, people that are lonely have a 10% higher incidence of sleep disorders, mm. more substance abuse, more neurological disorders, kidney problems even. Um, anyway, it goes, uh, I think you get the point. Mm -hmm. um, and what I found kind of interesting was that um, empty nesters, I see Lynn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it's a, you're right, it's a change, total change. I was thinking our son is 15 and a half. It won't be that long until he's gone. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, time has flown quickly. Looking back, it's like, where did those years go? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, at some point, not that long, far down the road, Parker won't be. That would be a totally different issue. Part of that I look forward to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, undoubtedly, I'll, I'll, there will be things I missed tremendously, yeah. too. So I had a text after the Saturday night worship service from an attendee. And obviously, I'm not going to say a name, but I, I will say this. It was a male, male individual. Um, he said, Pastor Scott, I'm in that 58% group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, well, you know, let's get together and talk uh, and, and, and talk about it. Sunday morning, I had people coming up to me saying, I'm in that group. Mm -hmm. And one of them stood out to me again, too, because it was probably a middle-aged male mm -hmm. person. But then I thought, because I've, I've read articles along the way, most men don't have friends mm -hmm. or close or friends. They don't have, like, uh, deep friend yeah. relationships. Right. I, I've listened to an interview on NPR a few years ago that kind of supported the same sort of thing. Yeah. So, I, you know, I know it can be kind of a sensitive topic, and I don't want to put anyone on the spot there, but, uh, Lynn, you shared, you know, about empty nesters where it's a total change. What are other instances that maybe some of you have experienced loneliness or know people that are dealing with loneliness because uh, I mentioned uh, in the message I'd found this online uh, you know some of the causes of loneliness include death of a loved one uh, relationship breakups retirement can totally change things for people change of jobs moving illness or disability working alone the pandemic obviously created maybe more of what we would call the isolation issues mm -hmm. and then the loneliness that would come from it too. But what might be things that you've experienced, um, if you are comfortable typing that in, uh, in the loneliness side? Well, I was going to say back to the isolation, and I was telling you this before we started, that, you know, Pastor Jason made a really great point um, in his message about how sometimes that isolation is in place from outside factors like the pandemic, for example, um, you've kind of forced us all into this uh, mode of isolation. But sometimes we can have barriers placed in ourselves or by other people that that kind of contribute to that isolation. You know, so I was thinking, you know, when you pointed out the breakup, you know, if you go through this um, breakup that leaves you feeling very vulnerable, you might put up a lot of barriers that lead to isolation. I'm never going to date again. Right. Never, or I can't you know. trust this anybody. Right. And then you end up being very isolated and ultimately lonely because of those self-imposed sort of barriers 
causing the isolation. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting point. Uh, I saw Catherine, if you could scroll yeah. down. She's got better eyes than her. I think Catherine, uh, chemotherapy. Mm-hmm, and coronavirus. Um, yeah. Uh, Catherine, I, I think I can say, has been dealing with cancer mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And so to go through the chemo and all of that, and then on top of that, the pandemic. and yeah. Lynn made a good point that sometimes medical issues, I'm sure physical issues, could um, cause temporary isolation because of restrictions. So then, yeah. you know, you're feeling lonely from that. I mean, I was surprised this morning. I walked into uh, Spring Valley Hospital over in Rainbow here in Las Vegas to see one of our attenders who's hospitalized. Uh, and prior to that, I called his, his wife who was at home. You know, so just thinking about the dynamics with them too, because they'd be senior citizens. And, you know, now he's in the hospital, she's home now, she's been able to visit, but it was the first time I've gone into a hospital where there wasn't somebody oh. saying, uh, wait, you can't go in. Yeah. And it was weird because it's been like two and a half, three mm-hmm. years since could do that. Uh, Connie just talked about, you know, their sons going off to universities, but um, uh, that they still do come around so she can still see them. Well, and that's a good point, Connie, because I've heard people over the years say, you know, too, is you get to be an empty nester, but then also <laughs> I remember one night uh, Debbie and I were had been married for sometime I, I don't know it doesn't really matter at the time but my when my mom and dad were living usually Sunday night is when they would call well one Sunday night they didn't call and this was before cell phones mm-hmm. so you know it was long distance charges and all that kind of you remember long distance charges when you actually had to pick up a real phone and dial and well I like how you just it. did this rotary yeah, motion yeah. because that's real old school <laughs> I'm the senior pastor have you ever used one of those? My grandparents had one. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> you won't be seeing Tommy Ellis anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but it was Sunday night, and they didn't call. And that concerned me. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, you know, I thought, well, maybe they got company or something. So the next day I called, and I said, so you didn't call last night, Mom. Is everything okay? And she said, well, you could call us sometime, too. Ooh. And so mom was teaching her baby boy a lesson <laughs> in which it wasn't just up to them to break the yeah. loneliness or the isolation or the disconnect because of distance. Well, I was going to say, Lynn kind of commented earlier, it's like it takes work to stay connected. You're right, Lynn. <laughs> and mom taught me a lesson as an adult that uh, it takes it should take work on both sides. And yeah. I wasn't doing a good job of that, probably because I was just cheap. <laughs> And wanted them to pay for the long distance call. So uh, I can't see what Lynn. Um, she said not being able to drive anymore because of her uh, vision changes. That yeah. that loss was overwhelming for yeah. quite a while. Yeah. Lynn has a great attitude. I visited with her not too long ago where she's at, but you're absolutely right, uh, Lynn. I think that not being able to drive for a lot of people is a huge thing because mm-hmm. it takes some of that freedom away and then probably. More loneliness as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, and Jan and Dave said, yep, the phone does work both ways. That's right. And <laughs> I learned that. So lots of causes of loneliness. I want to share, just in case you missed my message, I loved these verses from the Psalms because I loved them because it showed David, King David's uh, 
the issues of loneliness that he dealt with too. And in fact, a lot of leaders uh, and, and, and probably famous people today, uh, others were sharing some uh, stories they'd read about some very famous people actually feeling very lonely because mm -hmm. who do you trust? Who do they want to be my friend because I'm famous or mm. because I have money? And you know, so uh, fame and fortune isn't always a source of mm -hmm. great joy for people. But David, King David in Psalm 102 said, I'm like a desert owl, uh, like an owl living among the ruins. I lie awake. I am like a lonely bird on a housetop. And I was thinking about that because I grew up in a farm and we had owls, but I never saw two owls together. <coughs> oh, yeah. Owls were always alone, it seemed like. Um, and then later in Psalm 142, he said, look, look around me and see, no one cares about me. I have no place of safety. No one cares if I even live. <coughs> and obviously, I don't think that was true, but it's how he felt. Mm -hmm. I and, think we could probably all relate to yeah. having felt that at some point. Yeah. And so even King David did that. So loneliness, isolation can just, uh, it can rob us mm -hmm. of life. It can kind of suck the spirit out of us so that it feels like there's a drought of the soul. So when we're experiencing this drought of yep. loneliness or isolation, who are we going to call upon? I love that question. <laughs> I love that question. So drought busters or, or ghost busters, it was who are you going to call? And so we thought, who are you going to call upon? And obviously the first thing we'd say is we call upon mm -hmm. God. Um, and the, so the buster, the drought buster for loneliness or isolation is community and connection. Mm -hmm. Community and connection. And there are, there are a lot of places you can get that, but obviously we're biased and think that the church, mm -hmm. uh, God's family, God's people is the best place uh, to go. Ultimate, so I'm going to start there, uh, and then we'll end with calling upon God and calling upon Jesus too, but but understanding that Jesus designed, God designed the church to be a church of community. Mm -hmm. Now, we're gathering virtually, and we'll continue to do this. And by the way, Lynn, uh, my apologies. I realized I forgot to respond. You, Lynn sent me a really nice email about, and Pastor Don, about the value of doing this kind of community and connection. Mm -hmm. And this counts. You know, because for some people, this is the, the way they're going to connect and, mm -hmm. and the community that they can have. We've got our little Wednesday community here and others who watch later. But uh, a lot of people say, well, I don't need to go to church to worship God. And that's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. But God didn't design worship to only be done individually. It's designed to be done together as the body of Christ because... Also, then, when we come together, we can break some of those barriers of isolation and loneliness, mm -hmm. especially if you can connect with other people from the church. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a, a place uh, to begin. Ecclesiastes says, two are better than one. Uh, pity anyone who falls and has no one to cry out to for help. So other people can help us up. Mm -hmm. um, I think I can say this. Tommy Quisenberry um, texted me and she literally had fallen like a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and, and literally people helped her up but since that time too it's been having people around her to lift her up emotionally and spiritually and 
all of those things as well. And so uh, it's important that we're there for each other. And Catherine, thank you for your comment of saying that this community has been very important for her. I think um, Pastor Jason was thinking along the same lines because he, and I don't know the exact verse, but the um, three chords of whatever. I, I whatever. know. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the three chords is a strong bond yep. or whatever, um, basically tying in that very similar sentiment of like, you know, you know, a single strand is not going to be nearly as, song, as strong as like the strand yep. of three yep. that is going to be very hard to, to break and, and that support that comes with three and my guess is and the more strands you mm -hmm. add the even stronger it yeah gets and too. it's almost like you god and the community exactly. are the three chords yeah, together it. you know love it yeah because uh, you know if you if we have our faith in common and and we understand that and that doesn't mean you can't have friends who are not christian i'm not saying mm -hmm. that but believers who can come together knowing that we understand god's gifts of grace and god's promises mm -hmm. and all of that then once you know trust is built up and all of that then people can share i and as i looked out in the congregation as i preached too i thought i knew some of the connections that people have mm -hmm. with, within the church or i know some of the connections you've all got here too jason i think just oh, put yeah, up great thanks jason <laughs> he's got it better than i do <laughs> And well, I saw that you had Ecclesiastes. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Ecclesiastes. But no, I think I mine was I... chapter two, and, he, and then he came <laughs> later. Four. So, um, but but looking out into the congregation and seeing people that I know are in groups and there for each other, because sometimes it's the small groups that where people go to the hospital before mm -hmm. Pastor Don or I or Jason would get there, mm -hmm. or the small groups that'll like put meals together yep. for someone in need or. Yep things like that. Yeah. Like there have been people that have come together to get some food, uh, Gala and mm -hmm. Jeffrey Gianarelli as San, Santino's in the hospital. And, and it's just so critical. And, and one of the things we keep encouraging people to do, and we'll do, keep doing that here at the Windmill Campus, I know Jason's gonna do it at the Lakes Campus as well too, is to be intentional about getting into a group. Um, it's a busy time of the year right now, here so after the first of the year we're going to give some opportunities to do that for mm -hmm. people um, but if you want to be in a group with some other people and don't have that let us know mm -hmm. because we would love to help find it's about 10 people that you can get to know really well in any size of mm -hmm. church and part of our job is to help you find those pe 10 people but then come out to events too and connect with people um, Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock here at the Windmill Campus, Pastor Jim is leading a Bible study. Mm -hmm. um, Lynn, I know you can't be here. And uh, Lynn in Phoenix and Lynn here in Las Vegas and some of the, Roberta and some of the rest of you too. But it'll be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can connect that way. Um, there are all kinds of things happening at the church. Um, and now, I have a question. Yeah. Are we only connected if it's all of us sitting in a circle reading our Bible? No. No, because on Friday we're doing meatballs at Ikea. Again, that'd be tough to do virtually. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it, it, not all, some of the groups are purely social. Mm -hmm. um, but I think at least, you know, you know you're around people that kind of share the common belief system. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have other views that differ, that's okay, but we're one in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
it doesn't have to just be a Bible study, but it can be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, all kinds of options. I was thinking, like, we had a quilting group. I mean, there's different ways you can get connected. And there's something really valuable in having these relationships formed, um, even when they're not centered on a Bible study, but knowing, like you said, that you are, like, together in this church because then whenever you are hitting like a hard time or uncertainty and you reach out to that that person or those people within that group, you know you're going to be getting a response that supports your belief in God. And I think that is so important. I know people that go hiking together. They're they're members of the church uh, and they go, members and attenders, and and they go hiking Mm -hmm. together. it, you know, and, and one of the things we're going to be working on is to enhance what we would call our connections ministry, mm-hmm. um, to make that better, stronger, more available for people. Part of that connection will remain online as well. And then one of our emphasis going forward too is gonna to be on an expanded seniors ministry. I'm ex- especially interested in that. Someone's very... Uh, big advocate of the seniors <laughs> because they're wonderful people. No, I agree. <laughs> but but it was it was it was another member of the congregation who said, "Though I think this is an area we could improve mm-hmm. on," and he was a member of council, and and we totally agree. Now that'll be true for the Lakes Campus as well as the Windmill Campus. We think there are things we can do together so we can get better connections between the two. Uh, so there's all kinds of opportunities that we want to try to bring to you, mm-hmm. but we can't force it on anyone either. I guess what I would say is do not isolate yourselves, mm-hmm. but rather you know, take the steps that are necessary to break the isolation so that you can feel less lonely if you're feeling that. And my guess is some of you are feeling that just based on the statistics we know that Cigna and others have, have done. I think... I know we probably need to get close to wrapping up. I was going to say on the point of that that poll and that study you read, I would would not be surprised if a lot of the contribution to the loneliness is actually like an over-scheduling of ourselves um, where we're not allowing space and time for those community connections right? Um, because we are so busy, yeah. you know, point A, point B, point C. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think people have to be intentional about, mm-hmm. say, okay, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then what on my schedule maybe do I need to change mm-hmm. in order to connect? Now, Tommy's getting us ready to sign off, but I need to have the final word. Yes, I wasn't trying to have oh, the final word. Well, no, no, I mean, <laughs> I would never, it's okay if you do. I would never disrespect a senior like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just did. Um, obviously... Connecting with each other is important, but I would say the most important connection we can have is with God. And I want to just encourage you to say that God is always there for you, always available, uh, wants that connection. I love the, I believe Pastor Jason used the same gospel reading as, as we did, where in John's gospel, the 15th chapter, let me just read this to you. Um, this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. No one has greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends, exactly what Jesus did. You are my friends if I do what I command you to do. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. 
because I've made known to you everything I've heard from my Father. And we sang at worship here, and I believe at the lakes as well, what a friend we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because when we're connected to God, when we know God's promises and love and grace and forgiveness and mercy in our lives, then wherever I go, I know that he's with me. You can know that God is with you, that His, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is in you and with you. And in that way, you're never alone. Now, we need the human connection too, but that God connection mm -hmm. that God has made possible uh, is a tremendous strength that we need to call upon. That's who we're going to call upon. And when that starts to fade is when you start to feel yep. the drought within yep. yourself. Exactly. And, and so then it's, to, oh, I need to get connected mm -hmm. with him and with others as well. So I hope that's helpful today. Yes. Thanks for all your comments. Really appreciate that. This is the Wednesday edition of Good News at Noon that we call Deeper. And to those of, lis those of you listening on the podcast as well, good news from Good Sam. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless each and every one of you. Have a tremendous day and a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.